0: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right,
1: everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
2: Hello, everybody. I just, I want you to know that we are not in the same room.
1: We are practicing our social distancing.
2: That is correct.
1: If it wasn't obvious by the different audio setup that you may be experiencing tonight, this morning, whenever you listen to this fine production.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna it's gonna turn out great. It's gonna be well. Fun. Um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit. We'll see see how <laughs> everyone's doing. We've, we heard from a couple of y'all before we hit record. So I made the joke. To
1: know. With Jackson of Ramblin' Raiders. I've been going back and forth with with him for a little bit the past couple days. And I said, you know, we'll probably be recording again here pretty soon. uh, And it'll probably be a short episode. And I was like, you know what? Every time I say that, though, we end up recording pretty long. So
2: (laughs) This one, yeah. I I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say if this one's actually going to finally be a short one or not because I know better.
1: We shall see. All right. Um... Well, I, I guess just I guess for context, let's just start there. Today's March twenty fifth. It's been two weeks since we've recorded. Um it feels like that was a long time ago. A lot has yeah, changed. Sure. <laughs> I think it was the day after we recorded. So two weeks ago today. Uh what would that? That would have been the eleventh, um, when things started to really get interesting. In terms of the the coronavirus,
2: yeah, I think the and we were so NBA season canceled. You know, a day or two after that, and March Madness was uh, postponed at first. Um, Tech basketball was warming up on Thursday morning to play UT, and that got canceled during the warm up. And here we are now with uh, a lot of other cancellations. And I mean call an overreaction if you want, but it seems like it was probably the best thing to do. See, and, but and it's just not, it's just not easy. It's not an easy situation for anybody to be in and it's unprecedented.
1: Yeah. Right. When I think about the, the stance I had probably two weeks ago that it was probably, this is a lot of overreaction. This is a lot of stuff for what's basically the flu. Um, I feel like I've learned so much since then. <laughs> I think most all of us have. I've 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 become internet certified in epidemiology. Um Congratulations. And in infectious disease. Thank you. I'm a I'm a PhD of of Facebook University. Um No I'm kidding. I, I don't I don't subscribe to any of that kind of nonsense. I, I do think that I, I was way more um how'd you say it? I was dismissive of it of the whole medical pandemic and emergency that, that we find ourselves in now two weeks ago than than I am today. Um, yeah. So since the Monday of that week that we recorded, I have worked every day since. And, and that's not like saying a whole lot to people that are used to working seven days a week, but like 17 days in a row without a break is kind of like, it's a drag, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, especially when you had to do how many of those days at home? Most most
1: of them. So, I started at home all of last week, so that was spring break for for our son. His childcare fell through. But that's about the time everything started to get a little hairy anyways, like it was the So, it was the Thursday after we recorded when everything kind of hit the fan, Wednesday night, Thursday. Um and then that weekend it started to pick up a little bit and we were we were getting uh you know all hands on, on deck basically um that weekend here in Lubbock and then you know i i worked that weekend and then we stayed home or i stayed home with 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 Grayson for his spring break uh Samantha was still working at the hospital and then um through all of that week she was pushing her manager like, Hey, Hey, how can we get me set up to work from home? Um, and then that was all of last week. And then she got set up, she brought her computer home and got her whole setup. She, she took over the office, the guest room converted her little office space. And, and we've been working from home together now for three days, but I've also worked the two previous weekends. So it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been interesting. So of those 17, uh, Twelve of those have been from home.
2: Oh man, yeah we're we're not there yet. Uh, we are considered essential, so we're, our doors are still open. We're still actively going into the office, but that could change. Uh, they're talking about trying to reduce this the amount of people in the office. Send as many home as they can. Mm-hmm. They can't send everybody. Uh, there's just not. We don't have the equipment to do that, and or the ability for people to work from home with the kind of files that we have to work with, so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an issue. But I think they're working through it, and we'll see where I end up next week. I may be at home, I may be in the office, or it may be a week to week thing. We might kind of trade out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's this working from home. One uh, out of necessity to watch Grayson for the first week, and now from necessity of everybody is basically told if you're, if you're not involved in direct patient care at the hospital, which I'm not, and and neither is Samantha that, uh, you should find a way to do what you do from home. Or if you can't, um, to volunteer and, and get your hours elsewhere at the hospital doing other things. Um, So that's where, that's where we find ourselves that, that, that should hopefully set the stage for (laughs) this, uh, Unprecedented podcast. Yeah. Interesting times. Interesting times. Um, You know, and and I I hate to promote the the Twitter and everything because I've been almost completely just hands-off for two and a half weeks because of just everything work-related has just consumed all of my my attention and time. But Michael's still on there. Had some interesting discussions um, between... Rob bro and Travis, the burrito taco breakfast burrito versus breakfast taco debate.
2: Just the never ending flared debate. up. There's, again today. there's so much to dissect there.
1: Um, but if, if you want to, you want to be involved in some of those conversations, you can follow the show at 23 personnel or myself at the suck. And then Michael's at Michael underscore LBK. You can find us on the Instagram. We've been pretty quiet there since, um, There haven't been any sports. There hasn't been anything to to touch.
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job?
1: John to, to show graphically, um, since our last episode, but we'll, we'll be, we'll be still active there. Um, Instagram at 23 personnel podcast. And then finally, if you, um, if you find your, your casual closet lacking with all the time you've been spending at home, pick up a 23 personnel t-shirt, teespring.com slash stores, 23 personnel podcast. Um, I guess let's start with, with a few updates that we we had from the last episode in terms of where the show was or going. Before we jump into anything sports related, we were um talking about bringing on some guests. Uh, that's probably going to be on hold until we can kind of figure yeah. out what what's going on. Um, I mean, we talked about looking at um people that covered the, the NBA draft, um, which is still relevant. We just don't know when that may be, you know, if, if the, if the draft gets moved, we can talk about baseball, uh, with Keith. Um, although baseball hasn't played a game since we last recorded. Um, so I guess their final game was at Mississippi state. I th- yep. I believe, um, it was, Anyway, so there's there are people we can talk to, and we can still bring you 23 personnel content. We just don't have any active sports seasons to cover in the spring, which is strange. But um, still lots of great things over on Staking the Planes. Um, our guys over there um, have pivoted to help continue to bring you all kinds of fantastic texas Tech content which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about tonight on the show but definitely don't forget stake of the plane seth keith bullies of broadway kyle michael dan michael myself we're all all over there and brian and brian i see i knew i knew if i was gonna list them all off i was gonna miss them. i
2: know man i thought man that's risky that's risky to to go, to go for it. So I was I was over here trying to tally
1: up. Died, and I missed Brian. Dang it. Sorry, Brian. BDC. Um. Yeah. So before I guess before we we jump into um. To talking about basketball, which which we'll do, we'll talk basketball, baseball, and 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 football. Um. We're gonna hit you with a little bit of uh. Of sports, but before we get there. We know that a lot of things have been kind of put on hold with everything that's going on in the world. Business is still pushing ahead as it can. And we all know the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn jobs will match the right talent with your open role and fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn tools beyond the work skills, looks beyond the work skills, and puts your job posts in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes Sure, your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's a no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash team to get fifty dollars off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Michael, you ever do any yes. uh, job searching on LinkedIn before? Uh
2: no. I've I've been contacted. I've been contacted by recruiters on LinkedIn before.
1: And I bet they were using LinkedIn jobs, man. They're reaching out to you finding the right candidates. And you would have been a perfect candidate, I assume, for a- all kinds of engineering, sure. Positions, yes. Worldwide. <laughs> All right. Um, let's 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 do basketball first, um, and then do baseball and football. After that, here comes Stevenson.
0: Spins. sensation Smith. Pass over the top, of McCormick and a crowd stripped by Owens, ready on the run, bounce pass, here's Culver! Evans, yes! Game over! Mooney with a crossover in the line, Owens! Now the shot clock is at three, Mooney spins, fires, oh he got it to go! Edwards with a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Ready double into Tariq. Oh, and puts it down! Already. Odiasi! throw Parson it in! Got clock down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good! Culver got the
2: separation. Oh, big
0: shot. Woo. Stepping up big time! Dagger! Culver with a oh, dish! Oh. Odiasi! Tie it at the line That's it. there's a new member of the final Four club and they hail from Lubbock, Texas.
1: man it's going to be weird not to hear any of that this, this now <laughs> you know we would be in the middle of the NCAA tournament between I guess yeah after round one getting ready for a second Yeah, there weekend. would be
2: there would be games tomorrow night, right, I guess? Yeah, there'd be, be games on Thursday.
1: Be heading into the second round, going from 32 to 16. Texas Tech, of course, sure to be in the mix of all that. Anyways, I, I, I felt that we should still play the, the highlight transition music, since it'll be something that we'll be lacking, I guess, for quite some time. And you know right when everything was going down they were talking about playing a lot of these games and tournaments um, to empty arenas and I was like dude that's going to be so weird to have like 10 people in the background yeah good job on like a like a lob dunk to go up 3 with you know 5 seconds to go and just light applause in the background it's golf class i think
2: you i think you saw the same thing i did but someone put a, f- a video together and i forget which championship game it was but it was a couple years ago and it was one of the crazy ones it was
1: gonzaga and um or no no it was villanova
2: yes and they put there was that last second three it was a game-winning shot it was the game-winning shot last second three and it was just like a smattering of applause <laughs> in the background it was yeah, completely it was, silent
1: it was like linked up with some like practice audio <laughs> <laughs> maybe some guys yeah. like in the background hey man it's a good shot just everybody's everybody's parents clapping, yeah, um yeah, so basketball was was the first sport to really get hit with it. I think it was that Wednesday night after we recorded two weeks ago that um the jazz uh and rockets game got canceled minutes before it was supposed to get started. Um, they had a couple players not come to the game they were feeling ill, um, they ended up testing positive. And then kind of from like it was Wednesday night into Thursday, like it was a snowball domino effect, games, tournaments, seasons were being Tom pers- Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Everything was being postponed at, at that point. Basketball, I think was first because of that, the NBA game, the the jazz Rockets game, which is, it'll be interesting to go back and like in history, like that that's when all the sports stopped Yeah, was that Wednesday night with that game. Um, So yeah, basketball is first to go. Uh, You mentioned earlier Texas Tech was warming up on the court Thursday morning to take on Texas in the Big 12 tournament. Um, Minutes before that game was was set to to tip off, they got pulled off the court. Big 12 said, well, we're going to postpone the tournament and evaluate and since then and said, you know what? We're, um, we're not going to play. We're not going to finish the winter sports. We're not going to play the spring sports. So just it was just like, like a really weird snowball effect that started with basketball. Um, and, and like one of those, those things that you don't really consider until like you kind of lean back and reflect on it. Like, okay. So like the basketball season's done. Like Chris Beard and his team, his season ended before they got to play a single game in the big 12 tournament, let alone going, you know, on any, any kind of NCAA tournament run and bullies of Broadway actually put up a post about this on Staking the Plains about how difficult that must've been for Chris Beard. And that this may be one of his first times to feel regret, Right. Uh, he, right. he says in the post, you know, a lot of seasons, like basically every season, unless you, you win the championship ends on a loss, but like you, you can move past that. You can kind of understand, like, you know, you, you performed, you competed, you can kind of go back and say, you know, we did or didn't play our best game. And here's, here's what we could have done better. And here's where we can build on that. But this is like, they didn't even get a chance. Um, Anyways, it was a really interesting read. Um Bullies of Broadway has brought a lot of great content to staking the planes. He hit the ground running. That was one of his piece, pieces. And then he, he kind of pivoted from there, uh, sticking with basketball and says and it just looks at Chris Beard, how he um he has and probably will continue to win the spring. Um and it was more talking about his roster management abilities, his skills to define the transfers and to Massage the, um, the roster and scholarship numbers to get the next team at Texas Tech over the summer. Um, and there's a lot of questions going in into this this summer and spring. One, I think, has to be answered from the NCAA is who, if anybody, gets any eligibility back for, for this season. Um, I don't know if that would apply to basketball since they had essentially completed. The season before going into their postseason play, um, where, whereas they're having those same kind of conversation with with like baseball and softball and other spring sports. But like, okay, so does that eligibility consideration extend to basketball? If it doesn't, who then is going to move on to the NBA, or who graduates, and how many spots are we going to fill for the fall? Um, assuming this doesn't hang over the summer and 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 on and into the fall, um, I mean, because right now, like we're we're in the midst of it, we're still seeing more positive cases every success every successive day. I mean, we haven't quite hit the peak of it yet. I mean, no, it, it's it's only March. It's the end of March, but like this thing could continue on in a very similar path for quite some time or it could peak level off and kind of everybody kind of resumes normal activities over the summer. No way to know. And it's just like one of those things where all of the basketball coaches are are, are in the same boat. Right. I, I would feel confident in Chris Beard's ability to manage his way through this because of what he's done before. Um, pulling in and changing his roster over, you know, last season, this year, he only had the three returning players. Um, so Michael, uh, let me stop there. Cause I, I've been talking for a while. What do you, what are your, what are some of your thoughts on Beard's roster management skills and abilities and how you might see the rest of this spring and summer play out?
2: I think that he's going to be hampered with the same thing everyone else is hampered by, you know, obviously they can't go visit a guy like Mooney and you know, chill on his couch and talk to him about basketball and talk to him about convince him to come play in West Texas. You know, they they can't go do that kind of same thing that they were able to do. He he can't uh, kind of reveal that part of himself to players as easily. I'm sure there's ways to work around it. Like we're doing right now, there's video chats, there's all sorts of stuff like that. But the only good thing about that is that every other coach in the country is facing a similar situation. They can't hop on a plane necessarily and go visit a recruit out in you know, California or Kentucky or wherever. They have to deal with things differently. Um, I think the evaluation is going to be more difficult mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm sure that, some of the players he would go after may have been guys that uh, kind of made a little bit of noise in the tournament that may be looking for another home or maybe grad students. There is a chance that, you know, this could affect who stays and who goes, just like you said. So that may change That may change his plans too. Uh, and Tomboy, we have to assume maybe, hopefully, possibly we'll, we'll finally get to play next year. But it's, I I mean, I think he's got a good plan, but it's going to be just a lot different than what he's had to do before, even though that uh, last year he had to overcome so much with just three returning guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, my biggest question is just like, what is who on this team currently will be here next year? Right. And, and, and that was a question we had long before any of this, um, this virus stuff broke out, but you know, is, is Ramsey still here? Is Shannon still here? Does Moretti decide to go pro? Um, we know Chris Clark's going to be gone. Um, we know TJ Holyfield's going to be gone. Do guys like Russell Chewa and, uh, and Tomboy and, Tyreek Smith, those last two redshirted. Do they stay here, or does Beard say, you know, I, 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 think we've we found you a a more lucrative spot at a different team. I don't know, um, and it's it's gonna be one of those things where it's it was gonna be interesting to follow, anyways. Um, but now I think to your point about the evaluations, it's like it's more difficult, but everybody is in that same boat. Um, and I know he mentioned it uh, sometime this spring that his recruiting and evaluation period last year was actually as short as it could have been. Cause he was still playing into April. That's like,
2: right. Yeah. He, he was behind the curve because I mean, it was just, it, a...
1: it was just he and Virginia, right? That was yeah. the last two teams playing the last two teams to turn back around shore up their roster for the next season and then hit, hit the road recruiting. Whereas if you didn't make the tournament or if you had dropped out earlier, you had that extra week or two or month or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's been out recruit, or he's had the opportunity. I don't know what his schedules looked like. You know, he may be on a break. You know, he may just be chilling at home with his, his fiance and his daughters or I don't know. Um, Hard to imagine a guy like Beard, sitting still for too long and like orders to, to not be in public, to not be <laughs> traveling <laughs> probably drives a guy like, like him just absolutely crazy.
2: I would have to, it'd have to, I think that he's, he's finding ways around it, but I'm sure he's, he's trying to, to stay within the, the social distancing, practicing and, and self quarantining as much as possible. But I, I know it's gotta be hard on him.
1: Okay, and, and it's only because you said it, and I I want to want to touch on it. What what are your your thoughts on uh, people calling, staying at home. You know, avoiding contracting the virus, self quarantining. Because. To me, it's like well that's not really a thing like you're, you're isolating yourself, right you're, you're trying to limit your, your exposure risk and, and probability. Quarantine it's like, nah, you got it, you're sick. We're, we're locking like, locking you in the door, locking the yeah. door behind us, whatever. but like anywhere you see on on like Twitter or whatever they're like, quarantine, day seven, like you haven't been quarantined' you're no, no you're,
2: quarantine the, that word's typically reserved for the someone who has the disease and they are quarantined whatever from the disease, rest right? of society yeah. to to keep the rest of society from getting it so really it's voluntary isolation or something or uh voluntary withdrawal from society or i just i quit society for a while unless, which is a lot a lot harder on people than others
1: i was going to say and, and unless you're, you're some of those those students that were on spring break whatever that were interviewed that like Hell no, man. I'm in Miami. Like we've been talking about going to Miami for years. We're here. We're if I get corona, I get corona. (laughs) It's like no, man. That's like it's not about you, bro. (laughs) Again, like if you get sick and it doesn't, you know, affect or doesn't impact the younger generations as severely as does the older generations. Like okay, so like you're not going to be that sick. You could still pass it on to somebody that it could devastate them it could kill them <laughs> anyways. Yeah. You, you, you said that the, the quarantine word is like, ah, oh, man, I, I gotta ask.
2: No, that's good. I've it's, it's worth bringing up because it's, it's just what everyone's saying now. And so I catch myself saying it too, but no, there's, it is not a quarantine if you Unless are you're perfectly sick. healthy.
1: Yeah. The other thing I, I, I think we need to talk up to talk about is the really great content, especially on, on Twitter of people talking about working from home and their experiences with that. Um, one, I think this is doing tremendous business for zoom.
2: (laughs) I I, I imagine so.
1: I think zoom is the most, um, most referenced in all, all these tweets. But the thing that cracks me up is like the life lessons learned about working from home, especially if you have somebody else in the house, like you need to give fair warning to whoever else in the house. They don't walk past your, your monitor. Butt naked, going from the <laughs> shower to pick up a towel, or that they know that you're on a conference call and not screaming out something inappropriate, or you don't have a kid screaming, or it's it's really really funny content. Um, it's just something that like you never really think about. Like when when I work from home, one I'm I'm hardly ever on on the phone until the past couple weeks, and I'm hardly ever on video, but like. I've had to think about that. It's like, okay, we need to make sure that, like, if Grayson's awake and I'm on the call, that he's occupied. He's not to come in the room screaming. Um, that you know, if if I'm on a call, that Samantha's not asking me about like what we need to go get at the grocery store or whatever, which you can't sure, do like yeah. so we, we 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 ordered groceries tonight, and I, I say that loosely because ninety percent of the stuff that we would have wanted to get was out of stock or like the search on the on the app, which is like, there are no results for that. Like, hand sanitizer, it was funny. I, I searched it knowing it was going to be out of stock. It came up with like travel, um, non-scented wipes, but it was like like a travel pack. And that was the only thing that came up for a search of hand sanitizer was wipes.
2: Well, it gets you through, you know, half a day.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Um, toilet paper was the same way. Like it had zero results on the page. Um, anyways, I, I I I want to be a little more f- focused on like every every couple of seconds going off on some kind of tangent about what life is like today. Um, I do want to go back and touch on w- one more thing. Uh, in regards to content over in Staking the planes, Seth is looking at doing like a get to know you series, um, with the basketball staff probably something that would have been held off for later in the spring or the summer, but he's went ahead, he went, went ahead and started that up. First up was Liz Cope. She's the executive assistant or I don't, I don't remember her exact title. She's worked with Beard um, for his tenure here and was here with Tubby Smith. She was retained and the, the, the coaching staff change. So we'll have more staff members to get to know uh, through that. And then there's a little bit of news that came out what was this, late last week that Gonzaga and Texas Tech will face off in December um, in 2020, and then have a return game in the Dallas area in 2021.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. As long as as long as everything returns back to as close to normal as we can, I, I think a lot of things will be different once we get on the other side of this, but. Maybe and hopefully sports will still be around in basically the same format that we're accustomed to seeing it. Uh, I I don't want to get off on tangents either, but I wonder if the NBA will actually experiment with changing their season. I know at some point they kind of talked about uh, starting... I think they had talked about starting around Christmas... And then just shortening the season. Uh, I know that at some point they were talking about some different things, but I don't know if, if everything's going to look the same or not. But man, that's a that's a great matchup, and it's it's they're both in neutral neutral locations. Obviously, there'd be a lot of Red Raider fans in DFW, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot uh, at the first game too. So yeah, let's get some get some. Um, I like the the consistency that Beard has had in scheduling, you know, a Duke or Louisville or now, you know, Gonzaga for two years, some really good blue blood basketball teams to, to face in the non-con. And it's, those games have not disappointed so far. I mean, obviously tech didn't win against Duke, but with Zion, they, uh, they definitely held their own. And I was not expecting that at that time of the year, for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, like it's it's so strange to to be at the end of the basketball season because there's not really anything to talk about. Like we hit the last time that we were on the podcast, Tech had already played the last game, um, and and we did a review on that. We were looking ahead to the the Texas game, and um, we had some thoughts that you know like. Texas Tech would need to to win probably a game or maybe two in the Big 12 tournament to secure their NCAA bid, um, which would have been that Sunday. But, you know. Yeah, and
2: Texas is, they were on the rise at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, it would have meant a lot more than you thought it would to get a win against Texas in that tournament. And I think that game was going to be pretty important and probably a pretty good game and one that I really hate that we didn't get to see. But, Understand why we didn't get to see it. It's just I can still, I could still feel a little bit of uh, a little bit of a hole in my chest for not getting to watch some of this this stuff that we missed. And I mean, not to jump ahead too much, but I can't, I can't even fathom how the true hardcore baseball fans feel, especially our our friend Keith and you too, Spencer. I know you're a huge baseball fan, and seeing that season and that promising of a team with the best – I think the best record they've ever had through that many games. Is that right?
1: It was either the best record or one of the best. I know when I, I looked it up, uh, Kyle posed a question about what their best start was. and I, I went back just a few years, and they, I think, had at least matched the – I'm, I'm going to mess up the year, but it was um, a couple of years ago – um. When they started like sixteen and three, and I think Tech was at sixteen or seventeen and three when the season was was ended here a couple weeks ago, so yeah, it was at least one of the, at least one of the best starts this season um you know, getting ready to to host West Virginia for a weekend series, which we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, it's just one like the end of the basketball season it feels a whole lot different than the end of the baseball season because you were at the end of this season. Um, there was still some question about whether or not there was going to be any postseason play for Texas Tech. I, I would assume that they they would have made a tournament. Um prob- yes, probably I, the, the NCAA, but it's possible they they could have fallen the NIT. That's yeah. But th- this kind of feels like like your last. And I don't. It's not really a great comparison, but like you're like five and six in in a football season. And you're going into that last game needing to win and that game is canceled. Like, I, I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> like, had we won that game, we would have been bowl eligible and probably gone, gone to a bowl game. Um, without it, obviously, we're, we're at home now. It's so like the, the season came to an abrupt halt or end. Kind of like missing a bowl game. But more strangely, because it was not in your control
2: yeah completely out of your control and i just i i wanted to touch a little bit on how other athletes must have felt too i mean we've we lost track we lost golf yeah uh, tennis uh you know the track team was poised to probably make another national title run or you know I see what you did there Another another national title, you know, maybe back
1: to back. The track team making a run.
2: Yeah, they're not going to make a jog to the national
1: title. They're going. They're going to run I, I, another I just, hurdle to cross. I had to make sure that everybody understood the, the joke that was there.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know, they they had to pass the baton to the next team anyway. They <laughs> just a, just a lot of stuff got cut short, and I especially just want to recognize just briefly the high school kids. Uh, you know, imagine not having a graduation, imagine Mm -hmm. not finishing your basketball season, your track season, your baseball or softball season as a high schooler, that's just got to be, I I don't know if it would be as devastating, because sometimes high schoolers can take things in stride, but you know, what if you were a kid who was, you weren't necessarily recruited by a bunch of D1 schools, but you had one that was really interested in you, and then
1: and you needed the extra exposure?
2: Yeah, your season got cut short, and you'll always be wondering, what if, you know, if, man, I could have I could scored 15 points a game the last four or five games of the year, and maybe I would have gotten to go to Tech, or that's all. That's the only example. That's the only example I'm going to use.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get you.
2: No one else, who would want to go anywhere else? But anyway, uh, just, just the amount of uh, what ifs. And like you know, Kyle's got a great what if uh, mm-hmm. series that he's got on on stake in the plains right now that he was planning on running during the summer too. But it was a it was a great time to run it now because that's what's going through everyone's heads is just well, what what if you know Kansas had gotten to compete and would they have won the title? You know, would what Baylor? if Tech baseball would have gotten to continue? <laughs> would not only would they have gone to Omaha, would they have won the whole thing? I mean, it's
1: yeah, so... <laughs> it's sad. Speaking of baseball, let's, let's let's go ahead and roll over and speak about the Redditor baseball team.
0: Left field, well-struck, Desloney picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw! Out in second! Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run! And some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the battle. Of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven deep to right. Cursed that to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big foul.
1: Not this season, not packing yeah. for Omaha this season. Um, yeah, as, as, as we mentioned, the baseball season was, was halted uh, right before we were set to host West Virginia. Well, I think it was, it was postponed first. They were looking at um, how the schedule may be adjusted to kind of fit around you know, doing what's best to help control the spread of, of, of the virus. But ultimately, the Big 12 said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to cancel the remainder of the, all of our spring sports baseball, obviously a part of that. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, it was actually in that, that audio clip, um, the home run from Cameron Warren was actually listed among the college world series, longest tracked home runs. Um, it made the list with a handful of other ones at 421 feet. That's smoking. Yeah, and then that was the one that landed in that dude's beer cup, which was just still a fantastic way to catch that. I just that that image is just ingrained where he just he catches he it, catches it, and then raises celebrates. it in there, and he's
2: got that powder blue Brooklyn Dodgers jersey.
1: I think so, and, and then he chugs it. <laughs> it's just it's, it's beautiful it is. baseball. It's baseball, and and we're gonna miss it because it's not like postponed. Um, it's done. You mentioned Texas Tech was off to a really good start. One of the best that they had um th- that they had. Um and came to an end two weeks ago. Uh baseball finishes if the page will load sixteen and three on the year. Unfortunately lost their last two games. That was against Mississippi State on the road. They were a top ten team. Lost three to two. I'm sorry, three to six and three to two, yeah. And then we're set to host, you know, um, West Virginia Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, it's what it's just, this one stings. Cause you weren't like, you weren't done with your season. You were barely starting, right? You're 19 games into a, could be a 60, 55 game season. It's about a third of the way in, um, before you got any, any conference play, any like, you know, what I would say considerable or significant competition. I mean, you, you did play Mississippi state and you did play that tournament, uh, and round rock and you did play Florida state. Um, but playing through big 12 baseball, like, that would have been a slug fest. And, you know, you, you had, um, West Virginia. It's always been pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma State has been really good. Um, those those series have always been really entertaining. Uh, obviously, the, the Super Regional back in Lubbock. Oklahoma was, was, was highly ranked. Um, Want to see how Texas would have been coming back in this season after disappointing last year. And then you would have ended your season at TCU. TCU's been a phenomenal baseball team. You just you scroll through the the um, the schedule and it's got like box scores all these links until you get to West Virginia it just says canceled and it's like copied all the way down
2: yeah they there wasn't even a chance to for me for someone who doesn't I, I didn't subscribe to Texas Tech TV just because I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch very many of those games but I mean I, I barely got to watch them At all this year, I mean, they still they played 19 games, but I think I saw two of them. I I listened to as many as I could, but it's it's not the same, you know. Uh, We're we're spoiled to getting to watch our Red Raiders uh, just about whenever we want. So uh, I kept, you know, I kept telling myself, "Oh, well, you know, when Big 12 play comes around, I'll get to see them more, and I'll I'll watch a lot more baseball." And that didn't happen. If you haven't, and I wanted to go to a game that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, we, we so we have uh, season tickets in our office, uh, and you know some of that was part of our marketing promotion buys that we had through Learfield. Um, and you know we had passed out a handful of those tickets. I, I had a handful on, on my desk for games I was going to go to. I was going to go to the Saturday game versus West Virginia, uh, probably the Friday game against Oklahoma. I had some friends that asked me for for tickets like, you know, I've got I've got books of tickets that are no longer worth anything. Do you want them? (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you you haven't yet, go ahead and cancel that subscription to ESPN Plus. Um, You know, if if you're going to hang on to it for the two baseball seasons, uh, Kansas and Baylor, that's not happening. Nothing else is going on. Cancel all those streaming services. I mean, I guess I can go on to Texas Tech TV and cancel my my service. I think I already did actually, but ESPN Plus on the chopping block. Go ahead and axe that one. Um. So that
2: I I even considered canceling Hulu Live because that was the main reason we had Hulu Live was to watch live sports. So uh, I'm not sure.
1: There's a bunch of replays. Yeah, which, you know, if you're interested in that, I'm sure you can find that kind of stuff on YouTube too. Um. So the one thing that we talked about with basketball, but I think is more applicable to the spring sports, is that the NCAA is considering uh, having at least some of the players from this season retain the eligibility from this season. And I think the the main question is, is it for seniors or is it going to be for everybody? Do do they get to keep this year? Um, Obviously, if you grant any kind of eligibility waiver for that, that sort of thing you'd have to lift or adjust the, the scholarship and the roster limits on baseball. The the scholarship one is obviously super restrictive at 11.7 full scholarships that are spread around to the 35 players on the team. Um, you know, that would have to be evaluated and adjusted. Do, Do you go up to a certain number of scholarships? Do you, Do you say no? You you keep the scholarship number where it's at. Do you change the roster limit? Or does that stay the same? Or, you know, do the seniors get eligibility? Does everybody, it's, one, um, I'm seeing a lot of people that follow baseball, college baseball specifically, really closely on Twitter saying, um, the NCAA does not have a great track record on making the best decision for the athletes. (laughs) And, Obviously, when we say the best decision for the athletes, that, that, that carries a lot, of, a lot of judgment, right? Is it, you know, is it fair um, just to say, you know, everybody gets the year back? Is it fair to say nobody gets the year back? Is it fair that only only the seniors get get the year back? Um, and I, I don't I don't really have a, a firm stance on that right now. I, I I think it would be from an entertainment standpoint from like I'm I'm fans of these guys for the the players at Texas Tech. I'd like to see them compete come back another year. uh have that option made available to them. Um you know like John McMillan and Brian Klein that they they just don't lose this last little bit of their prep for the MLB draft. Um you know last 40 games essentially of their their tryouts before they they start getting ready. I don't know. I I don't really have a a firm stance. I haven't talked to to Keith yet. Keith has been swamped in his own world with, with, with work and all the stuff he does for one of the school districts here in town. Um, uh, you know, he's instrumental in making sure that their students are are fed while they're at a school. So if you're looking for baseball content on staking the planes, you're not going to find it because he's, he's tied up elsewhere. But, you know, I, I haven't had an opportunity to say, hey, what like, what are your thoughts on, on the eligibility considerations? Like, should it be for everybody? Should it be for nobody? How does the roster get changed? How does a guy like Tim Tadlock manage that? Because he's been pretty good at, at, at managing rosters, too, a lot like Chris Beard. The, it's a little more ruthless in baseball, though, because I, I think you can carry a, a larger roster through the, the fall and then right up until before the season starts, I, I, I think they have to cut like before like the week of the season. I think Tech went from thirty-seven to thirty-five. So these are guys that are on campus that couldn't really do anything else. I mean, that they probably could drop down to junior college and, and, and transfer in the middle of the season, but that, that's that's risky. Um, obviously, that option's off the table because nobody's playing. So it would have been interesting to see, you know, how Tadlock would handle that. But again, like, he's one of those guys where just like he's a grinder. He's somebody that doesn't like to sit still. And his season was cut off a third of the way through, a really promising season that, you know, could have ended with a national title hunt. Yeah. I mean, it, it,
2: I think that was kind of the, I don't know if it was the expectation, but. It was definitely in the realm of possibilities. Uh, I think once you start talking about who and who aren't eligible, you also have to consider the incoming guys. You know, uh, all of a sudden, if this this entire roster can remain the exact same, these freshmen, these kids coming in from high school who are already disadvantaged because they didn't get to play a full season either, are they going to find a spot on the team? I mean, are, are is any are, are very many freshmen going to find a spot on the team? And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to or they should be given that just because they're freshmen. But there's some there's some great guys out there. You know, you wouldn't want to miss out on a Jace Young or something like that. That's a, a true freshman who can play right out the gate. Because and, and then you also wouldn't want to cut your senior.
1: Yeah, like, you know, it's your, like
2: your your senior who's on his fifth year of eligibility now that you wouldn't necessarily want to cut him because you've hang on to him so long he's obviously a good player too. So it's it's a it, it brings in an interesting juggling match that you would have to pursue with a really young uh promising prospects and, and you know kind of the older guys who have proven that they that they want to be on the team and maybe these guys have changed positions and they've figured stuff out in different parts of their game or there's someone like Mac who's just Just came in as nails all year this year. Uh, I I just, I I wonder what that what that does to the coaches who have to think about that. So back to what you said initially, there's no great way to address it. It has to be addressed, but it's not going to be fair for everyone. And even though the NCAA, like you said, has a track record of not necessarily doing the best thing for the athlete, although they. They claim they're really trying hard, you mm-hmm. guys. But they will have to. They, there will be a fraction of of athletes and fans that will be upset with whatever decision they make, and, and probably justifiably so. But it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic. If they let everybody just come back, okay, then these these freshmen are it's going to be cutthroat for these guys coming in and out of high school. They'll try to make a roster.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this decision will, will carry weight, um, you know, on rosters and, and programs around the country for the next four to five years. You know, for yeah. the, the, the incoming freshmen now, like if, if they don't have the opportunity that they that they would otherwise have had to, to play for four or five years. um, And then e- even beyond that, if we're talking about like, you know, like the ripple effect of freshmen that are coming in, that would have to compete um, and just like the downstream effects of that. Like it could, it could last a lot longer than five years that teams are either really stacked or really wanting in in terms of talent. Like you you, you could really, you know, go one of two ways on that. There was an interesting solution kind of pose on on Twitter. And it's like, I'm, I don't know how logistically it would work out, but they said basically to pick up the season where it was in the fall and to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to play the, we're going to play baseball. Um, you know, Texas tech will, will host West Virginia and uh, in, in a weekend over the fall um, and say everybody on, on the team would be eligible. Then uh, any incoming freshman that would have joined your team would not be eligible to play on the team to finish out the 20, 20 season. Um, but then you got to think about like, well, okay. So the MLB draft is typically in the middle of like the super regionals early June. Um, if, if, if they're not playing, you know, if, if the draft stays in June, players like John McMillan and Brian Klein or draft eligible players across the country will no longer be on rosters in the fall. They'll be, you know, riding a bus in minor leagues, or yeah, going up through the farm system. So, like, it's not it's not an easy thing to to, to fix when you have a, a a season just ended right in the middle of it. Um, and probably the I mean, the easiest thing, well, I, at least logistically, is to say, you know, sorry about you. Like, we're gonna we're gonna turn towards the twenty twenty one season. The s- seniors are done. Good luck in the draft. Um, you know, I, it's probably the easiest thing to do. Like I said, logistically, probably not a really easy decision to come to. Say, you know, hey, we're gonna as as great as all you guys were, and as great as as the season could have been, we're we're done with that. We're gonna look ahead. I'm glad I'm not a part of that decision making. I can sit back and just criticize those that are and the results <laughs> sure. they come up with and say, no, man, that's stupid. That's not that's that. That doesn't work um, because it's to your point. It's you're in a no win situation. No matter what you come up with, people are going to be upset. There will people that will be affected long-term professionally um, and personally through, through all this that it's really strange to say, like you just, you pause the season, but it has all these long-term ripple effects that could be felt for years.
2: Yeah, it could. And even if if they were to try to pick it up back in the fall, the logistics become a concern. Right, because then then you've you've got to to deal with all the football travel. You've got to deal with the weather. I mean, sure, Lubbock, Texas is pretty nice in October and most of November, but Big Ten schools don't think so. That's not a great time to play baseball.
1: That's why a lot of them play road games in the early season to get away from their – Not you know less than ideal weather, Um, and that's for for, you know spring. It wouldn't be all that much different late fall. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like you know, we haven't heard a decision or where where it may be heading. But um, just so many things to be tracked. I guess like while there aren't games going on, I get there's still a lot of conversations to be had, and um, not really a lot of updates. Here's what I think they should do. I have oh, I have a plan. Let's hear it.
2: The whole month of August, the Big Twelve picks a city. And they just they they find baseball stadiums throughout that whole city. You know, Dallas, Oklahoma City, whatever. And they play all the Big Twelve games. Dallas in August just, is brutal. They play major league baseball in August
1: that they do. And, you know, to, to, to my point, the major league baseball that'll be played in Dallas in August will be indoors.
2: As of this, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, assuming (laughs) the season starts. Um, yeah, it's, it's technically as of April, it would have started. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last thing, I I guess just because it's on our, our notes and we always bring it up little league. Um, I had one more practice after our last recordings on that Thursday night. Um, we had kind of gotten like inklings that you know maybe maybe little league baseball is not going to be happening, uh, or you know we're gonna we're gonna be we're, we're gonna feel some of the same effects that we're seeing across the country and the professional leagues. Um, we practiced Thursday until seven o'clock. Packed up, got in the car, got a notification from the team, the league president at like seven fifteen all activities have been postponed. It's like, we just finished a practice. I I just handed out our, our, our schedules and our team jerseys and all that kind of stuff because we got our schedule that day and going into spring break, we were going to be the first game coming up. It would have been this, it would have been last night. Our first game would have been last night and we would have been the first team to play a game in this league. So I had to get out the schedules and the uniforms. Um, so that was canceled, and then like temporarily for a couple days last week, they, they kind of like said, "Hey, we're gonna lift the uh, the restriction. Like you guys can still have team activities and practice. We're we're looking at restarting the league, basically where we left off. Uh, it would have been this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. And they said the first week of games will reschedule the end of the season." And that was their plan for I think a solid forty eight hours, <laughs> and they were like, you know oh, what, man. you know we're we're gonna cancel it again. So like I had I had to go through and like text and email all my parents, say, hey, we're back on. We're we're, we're scheduled to be having a practice, you know, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays over spring break. If if you can make it, obviously, you know it's spring break traveling. If you don't feel comfortable, it's fine. Um, but I was like, also we were one of the teams that got our jerseys before the printer was done with them cause they had to get it to us so we can get ready for games. Like they had, they didn't put our team sponsor logo and stuff on the shirt. So it's like, I hate to do this, but I need to collect all the jerseys back from you. And then two days later, like, Nope, we're going to hold off again. So it's like, dang it. <laughs> actually <laughs> don't bring me your jerseys until we know for sure. But then I got like from the printer, the same printer we ordered, like, parents t-shirts and kids hoodies and all that kind of stuff it's in a big box on my dining room table that like hey kids guess what uh, it's no longer winter we may not have a season but I've got all your stuff okay, come get your shirts maybe
2: you may have to work out like a some sort of social distancing drop off method
1: just like hey tell me when you're coming and I'll put it in a bag on the porch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's too easy. You, you got to make it much more difficult. Like, okay, if it's the Smith family, flash your headlights three times, then I will bring you the correct shirt.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a mess. And I, I don't even, I don't, I don't think we're going to have the league baseball. They said they're, they're going to, they're going to, keep looking at schedules to play, you know, throughout the summer and into the fall, if we had to, it's like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. If that's going to happen along with everything else, sports is just kind of like, eh, well, yeah, sport. I, I realized it was it's like, it's everything It was all events and venues and all that kind of stuff got shut down.
2: You realize at the same point in the scheme of things, and I don't mean to say this, Uh, uh, Here we go. It doesn't matter. Let me finish. Right? (laughs) Yeah, in the scheme of things, sports is pretty significant. But at the same time, you realize how significant it is to a certain group of people. You know, people like us as fans or obviously the athletes, their families. Um, You know, you you begin to realize that, okay, sure, if if we're going to choose – you know, trying not to have half a million people die from this virus, or we get to watch basketball. Then okay, we'll we'll, we'll choose the foreigner instead of the latter. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that you just—it's—it's it's such a significant part of your life, but you realize in the scheme of global health and prosperity, maybe it's not. But that doesn't—that doesn't mean it's hard. I mean, it's easy to deal with. No one is. Enjoying this, um, you know, and, and, and no, and no one, no one's over there going, "Ha ha!" You sports have to sit, you know. Well, there's probably someone on Twitter, some jackass is probably saying that. Oh,
1: sports but, ball's canceled. <laughs> Look at you guys, you no know, oh, sports ball, sports, sports ball. No, but like you know, the downstream effects of that, like economically, like you you lose on all the travel and tourism business, um, the people that go to games and the tournaments and the local economies around those games that are supported or sustained through the professional or minor league or collegiate sports teams. I I think we're starting to see that now with, with while the, um, the extended travel restrictions or recommendations to, to stay home as much as you can, like local businesses or like, Hey, you know, You know, we we don't know how to how to continue to have our doors stay open if people aren't coming into our shop, if they aren't ordering food, or if they're not sitting down at the at at table. And I know know a lot of local restaurants are are offering uh, to go and curbside uh, service, but that's still just a it's a small portion of what they could have been making had the doors stayed open, assuming that there wasn't any kind of global pandemic currently sure, yeah and
2: you know curbside yeah it's great that they're still open we're trying to do curbside at least a couple times a week to try to help out a little bit but you know they had to cut staff um mm-hmm. you know you, you don't need hostesses for curbside you don't need as many wait staff for curbside. it's and there's, there's
1: a, a there's only so many of those people that you can kind of re repurpose and say okay you're going to help us make deliveries and you're going to help us in the kitchen and prep and yeah. there's only so many people like, like i said that, that i can be moved before you like we're we're actually full staff for what we need to do
2: right and it's and they're still probably barely making enough money to pay those people if they even are doing that I mean, Yeah, it's, sure. It's, it's just tough it's, it's tough for everybody with small businesses and or just anyone working at a, a kind of, I don't want to say volatile business, but a, a business that is affected a lot more than uh, some of the others, you know?
1: Yeah. My, my brother-in-law is an insurance adjuster for one of the bigger companies. Um, and he, he had this to say about, lo- about local businesses and the, the effects of being shut down. Um, it was more in context of a storm. And he said, because I, it's a lot of what his experience is that he'll go out and, and look at these businesses and help them figure out what kind of claim that they can make. He said something like, um, I'm going to mess it up. I I think it was 40% of businesses that are shut down because of a storm will never reopen their doors. Wow. And these are, these are businesses that have the insurance and, and and are having like have an insured loss. And he said, something like another 30% of the ones that do open after the storm or closure will close again within the first year after the storm. So it's like that's that's a significant portion of local businesses that are shut down because of an insured loss. And currently right now you know stay at home orders and all that kind of stuff and non-essential businesses being asked to close their doors is not an insured loss.
2: No, and and a lot of what the government is offering is in the form of tax incentives. So, sure, there's a chance that could help out your small business, but maybe not till 2022 if you're still afloat then. If you're even filing a tax return for the (laughs) calendar year of 2021 or something, it's, it's just kind of like a promise out in the ether. Oh, no, there'll be tax incentives. You guys will be covered... Yeah, but when? So I mean, that's that's something that our companies has kind of had to wrestle with a little bit too. It's just as long as we're able to continue working and and be billable, then we should be okay. But there is a a slim chance that if uh, if that for some reason gets cut off, then we're going to have to rethink a lot of things and possibly be looking at a completely different scenario. But yeah, just the, the only guaranteed thing that companies are getting right now are that may or may not show up at some point.
1: Yeah.
2: Unless you're a huge company and you're just going to get a blank check bailout.
1: (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, in my scenario, like in, in healthcare, we're not, we're not ever going to shut down in the, in the face of a pandemic, right. Unless we're just decimated staff wise. Um, so there, there's some comfort and stability there that like this thing is making people sick, meaning that they're going to be needing our services. That's only true for a very small number of companies (laughs) like this is hurting magnitudes more than it is helping and i i say helping it that it's kind of it makes me cringe to think like our business deals with people being sick and unwell um like we do better when there are people to take care of meaning that there are sick people but like large numbers of sick people hurts a whole lot more than it helps
2: you know what i mean sure yeah, in the grand scheme of things for sure. And it, it overloads your staff and your facilities and I mean, you're working over the weekends too. I mean it's just sure, there's a job, but it's it's hard on everybody. You know, it's hard on the people working, for sure.
1: So if you don't remember this is a sports podcast and we are diving into very deep things but it's it's kind of our, our state right now like it's 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 hard to discuss any one of these topics at least our, our first episode back recording after all this stuff kind of hit the fan without kind of looking at like just how uncertain everything is but let's um let's wrap up at least our text tech, tech sports and talk football for just a couple minutes and then get to some of your questions and what we learned.
0: They go four up top. They throw the fade to Fasher. Caught. Touchdown. With time. Delivered. hand off. to Marcus Fields. Down the sideline. Touchdown. Red Raiders. 97 yards. Harrell back to throw. Going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. And oh, he's my. He got it. Touchdown. Red Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raiders! Take a shot to the end zone. It's a touchdown to Reginald Davis! All day to throw. Over the top, Jakeem Grant. Touchdown, Texas Tech! Second down now. Deep strike. Got the big man. Country! Pulls spray. And touchdown, Red Raiders! With a second to go! The scoring begin.
1: All right, let's wrap up and talk about football really quickly. Um, College football, at at least, was the last one to suspend their activities. I think that was relatively recently. uh, I think it was over spring break, even uh, this past week. That they said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna reevaluate this thing as as we as we go through the spring and the summer, and look to get back into spring or fall camp. When we can. Um, but that the the, the shutdown kind of happened over spring break, and it was a planned break for the, the Texas Tech football team. And Matt Wells said, you know, we, we're, we're already planning to be off right now, but we kind of need to figure out what we're going to do next week or the week after. I know a lot of schools, um, you know, elementary, on, on up to university, one, extended their spring break a week um, and then started online-only um, curriculum and I know that Texas Tech was trying to get all the students moved out of the dorms and back home over the past couple of weeks which is just crazy to, to think about like you're on spring break and you get this letter from Dr. like, hey when you come back we need you to pack up your room and, and just go right back home yeah yeah just just come back enough <laughs> to, come uh, back to pack go right back up. yeah um, but Seth is still trying to hook everybody up with some staking the planes content. He is going through position previews. Um, you know, we weren't getting a whole lot of content out of the media availabilities from spring practice so far, but looking at some moves, um, position-wise and where where guys in the roster would, would would line up. Um, currently he's got two published, one for the secondary, defensive secondary and then one for the defensive line, so there is football content out there to have to be had. Um, it's just slim pickings because we weren't already, we weren't getting a lot of information from spring camp. Um, and now there isn't any, so.
2: Yeah. It was very hush hush for whatever reason. It's this off season.
1: Yeah. Um, you got any, anything to add on, Football, Michael. I don't really have a whole lot to. Not,
2: not really on tech football. The, the thing I did want to add is, I unironically, want Coach Ordrin to read any and all public health statements for the entire United States. No. Did you did you happen to catch any of this stuff? Because he did a he did a video for the state of Louisiana. That was a recorded video. He actually ran a press conference uh, for the state of Louisiana. I think the governor was behind, him, but Coach O was at the podium. He was fantastic. You've seen the guy. He commands a room. He commands your attention. Coach O tells me to do something. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. You mean to say, home, coach? You got it. So, I don't know. That was something I kind of enjoyed. from all this craziness is, is getting to see him kind of take a take a public role and, and run with it. And people legit were going, yeah, listen to this guy. He's, he knows what he's saying. Um, I know Saban came out with something today, but I didn't actually watch it. I, I kind of have trouble watching Saban. Sometimes he doesn't come across as genuine. Whereas no, Coach no O, o is, is probably the most genuine person you can think of them off the top of your head. Um, so anyway, I, I just didn't compare those two. So I just thought, well, I'll just stick with Joe in my head, but, and I, I just really enjoyed that aspect of his kind of public service to the state of Louisiana.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if only we had a, an entertaining coach to give our weekly or daily press conference updates like coach O. Go tigers. Oh, that was good. <laughs> um, all right, let's um let's let's do going yard first. Everybody's favorite segment, which of course we're back. We're we're, we're back in the swing of the growing season here, South Plains, right? Yeah, it's happening. Your 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 yard's green, right, Michael? It's green? It's growing? It's getting there. It's are you mowing? The green is peeking through. Have you mowed yet? Do I? Have you mowed yet? No, I have not mowed. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, so I've mowed three times, and I love it. Um, <sighs> Gross. <laughs> the, the backyard, man, it is like, it's rocking and rolling. It looks great already. Um, front yard, again, I, I'm I'm going to blame it on the on the freeze that we had right around Halloween. It was like maybe a day or two after I cut it the last time, and I, like really stunted the growth. So it's it's struggling to come back. Uh I did put some fertilizer down a couple days ago, a mowed, so I'm trying to get it all kicking back up and green. Um it's looking good, man. I love it. It's it's also been a time to be like I need 45 minutes with just my own thoughts, right? I didn't get away yeah, from that, dealing with hard. all the work of uh, coronavirus as a hospital employee. Let's let's just I need to go mow, so um, it's been nice as, as as a little escape to get out of it um, or to, to get away. Um,
2: I do truly miss that part of it because that was one of my favorite times to plug in a podcast and then just mow and edge and all that stuff mind, mindlessly for almost two hours, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't have a large yard, so it doesn't take me two hours. And you know, I wish it was larger, but that's what she said. Oh, there you go. There we go. Get to it. Um. Yeah. With that, I think we'll we'll just roll right into your questions, uh, and then wrap up with what we learned.
0: Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
1: Who's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy.
0: Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to. want answers! I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
1: Alright, so I think the the one that we got that we're gonna go with tonight, um, somebody asked for our recommendations on Netflix, with a lot of people staying home, um, spending more time in front of the TV. Cooper Burnett asks for our Netflix suggestions. Michael, I'll let you start off and then I'll kinda fill in any gaps that you may have.
2: Sure. Uh, since, since luckily Cooper specifically asked for Netflix, this is actually going to be shorter, believe it or not. Um, but what I did was I went through and kind of skimmed through the ones that they said, Hey, watch again. And so these are things that I've actually watched, not just like stuff that I've, I've heard is good. So I'm just going to spout them off real quick. Um, Sherlock, if you haven't seen Sherlock? It's a great show, BBC show. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes. It's set in modern day time. Uh, I forget how many episodes there are, but the the seasons are only two or three episodes, and they're an hour, hour and a half. So you can churn through those, and they're super. Ridiculous. Uh, the Vietnam War, that excellent Ken Burns doc is not on Netflix. Of course, Mad Men on Netflix high water moon great sand rock movie oddly enough about isolation very good movie on little sci-fi snow uh, Snowpiercer is a wild one kind of a doomsday scenario movie that's a good one uh, I've really been into John Mulaney's comedy and all the stand up specials are on Netflix and then I believe all the Indiana Jones movies are on Netflix and I've watched Ford versus Ferrari in the theater. I've been trying to consume everything I can about Ford and Lamont and all that kind of stuff. So there's a Shelby American doc that I think you'll really like. You know, along with, um, the Chef Show with John Favreau is excellent. If you love cooking, it's, it's just a really fun show. Every show is a little different. Uh, and then, of course, Marcos Mexico. I've only seen the first season so that's the one I haven't seen everything but then there's just Breaking Bad everything that would be my final and probably biggest recommendation if you haven't gone down that road go for it every single episode of Breaking Bad is on there El Camino which is a direct sequel movie Breaking Bad is exclusively on Netflix and then I think the first four seasons of prequel Better Call Saul is on Netflix Uh, season 5 just underway. They're probably about four episodes in right now. So those are my recommendations and I will stop talking.
1: Yeah. So specifically on Netflix, we, well, one, we don't watch a lot of Netflix. Uh, what we do though is we watch the office. We watch a lot of the office. Obviously that's, it's hard to go wrong with that. Um, Ozark is also on Netflix. I, I was a fan of that when it was going through. Um, Stranger Things. Um, let's see what else. The um, Bob Ross. If you just want something in the background to to relax to, uh, and then looking for actually like, ch- checking Netflix and looking for things to, to put on my list, um, I came across a handful of shows uh, that I would want to, to watch. Um, one of them is called the all American. Uh, it's yeah. I'll, I'll just read the description. Culture clashes and brewing rivalries test a teen football player from South Los Angeles when he's recruited to the Beverly Hills high school team. Um, Daniel Ezra, Tay Diggs, Samantha Logan are part of that. There's a, a season on there or, or two seasons, excuse me, started last year. um, Obviously, anything medical-related pandemic, it's actually a, <laughs> a, um, a docu-series that aired this year. It's just started. Um, but it says, in this docu-series, meet the heroes on the front lines of the battle against the influenza and learn about their efforts to stop the next global outbreak. It's a little look into what they're doing on the back end to try to contain things like a coronavirus from spreading, getting out of hand. And then something else I, I found really interesting, I, I may try to get Samantha involved in this too. It's called 100 Humans, Life's Questions Answered. It's 100 hearty souls from diverse backgrounds participate in playful experiments exploring age, sex, happiness, and other aspects of being human. Um, so like the season one, the, episode, the, the first episode is what makes us attractive? And then the best age to be alive, we're talking about the 20, 30, 40s, or 50s are you biased pain versus pleasure, how to be happy. So it's a lot about, you know, more on the, on the learning side than just entertainment, but something I, I think I could could get pretty involved in watching. Um, Michael, what, what do we learn?
2: Well, I learned that people hoard weird things. Um, my wife's done, so we've only been to the grocery store, I think twice since things got really crazy. And I went one of those times.
1: And I've yet to find a time that's like best in terms of like, they've just stopped. or not a lot of people there. It's constant, just madness. And it's yeah. also really strange to walk in and see like just aisles that are nothing but shelves.
2: Yes, this happened to me at the United I went to go to my office. I left at four on a Wednesday last week, thinking, okay, well I'm sure there's gonna be people there, but hopefully I'll beat some of the crowd. Oddly enough they they had four or five briskets, so I grabbed one. They had probably at least ten pork butts, so I grabbed one. <laughs> my man. And I, I froze <laughs> the pork butt and I actually smoked the brisket on sunday it turned out pretty good not my best but you know definitely definitely good enough for pandemic times but what what i found odd i guess this one's not that odd but you know everyone's heard about toilet paper and all that kind of stuff but
1: why though why toilet paper i know
2: i know come on guys quit like, hoarding stuff it's like all ridiculous
1: that was like one of the first things to go before we were told hey you should probably stay home as much as you can yeah
2: and it was just to get people to quit buying toilet paper that was why they issued the stay-at-home stuff. But anyway, no, uh, the, the ramen was completely gone, which yeah. you, know, you can kind of expect that. But the thing I found odd, there was this one pasta salad we wanted to make that needed canola oil. And pasta salad, of course, wasn't there because a bunch of the pasta stuff was All gone All the anyway. pasta's gone, yeah. But I went I, just, I went, I was at the canola aisle first, and it was completely sold out. I mean, shelves and shelves. Are these people... What are they doing? Are they having catfish fries? Do do, do they need to invite us over and, and you know, some squash or, or whatever they're doing? Someone out there is buying everything because right next to it, you could, you could pick any olive oil you want, but then all of the canola oil and there was like three random balls of oil
1: yeah it's, it it's like all of the all of the niche specialty stuff uh, whether it's you know high end food items or whatever like all that's still there it's like the the jars or the cans of Campbell's soup and all the ramen and um, flour The flour like the store brand sliced like lunch meats like you you, yeah. you can still go to the deli and get like a pound of sliced meat. And when I was at the store, you could buy large packages of chicken breasts, you know, but basically all the other meat was gone. There wasn't any ground beef. There weren't any, I've looked several times for pork ribs, baby back ribs specifically, because who needs that extra couple inches of cartilage and bones and nonsense that you can't eat anyways. Oh, and spare rib? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's all gone. I I haven't seen any briskets lately. Uh, I haven't seen any pork butts. It's like all the meat's gone. It's hardly stocked. Um, Stuff like Lunchables for kids, all those are gone. Um, A lot of paper goods, which not, you know, unsurprising. You get stores that are rationing people from buying water, which is like, well, that's strange that you're, anyways. um, Yeah, it's just like, it's it's really weird things that like, you know, you would expect some things to be gone that are fully stocked and some things that should still be there that are completely gone. And yeah, I, I would not have expected like canola oil, like frying oil to be gone. R- ramen, sure. Um, The canned vegetables probably... Yeah.
2: But like, but fruit and veg, fresh fruit and vegetables.
1: You have your
2: pick of whatever you want. Yeah, if I, you know how to can, then this is your, you. You just your time. Salivating.
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot has to do with a lot of people just aren't prepared to to meal meal plan and prep and cook at home.
2: No, I think you're right, and they're just thinking, "Well, this is what I need to get." Because I read a thing on the internet that they're running out of it, so. I'm gonna get some canola oil, despite right? the fact that the last time I tried to buy something, I'm almost from the house. But I need some canola oil because they're running out, and I need yeah. a gallon
1: and a half of it. It's it's that like, I heard they're almost out. Let me go get some before they're all gone. Then like everybody has that thought. and Like that's why random things are are not like the supply chain is not being able not keeping up with those kind of random spikes in demand right yeah anyways um yeah so short episode no sports to talk hour and a half that's that's how we do here on the 23 personnel podcast um you know i don't i don't know if we what our recording schedule will look like we'll probably try to be semi-regular um give you something to listen to as you work from home getting out in the yard working um we're still here. Well, still have plenty of things to talk about, obviously. But for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks again for listening to 23 Personnel Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.